disappearing is something that can seem unimaginable. The idea of someone being there one minute and gone the next with no indication of what happened is something that most of us can't even comprehend. And it doesn't get any easier when you consider your own potential to disappear. We write stories about disappearances, eager to explain them away, to bring some kind of closure. But sometimes the closure that we get isn't what we were hoping for. And sometimes it just makes the situation even more confusing. My name is Brianne, and I'm the host and creator of Among the Dirt and Trees, a show where we explore true crime cases that occur out in nature. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the Jamesons, a family of three that went missing on October 8th, 2009. They were found four years later. Before we jump right in, I do just want to say that every job has its hazards. This week, I found a new podcasting hazard. While I was clarifying a detail, I stumbled across an article that I hadn't seen before, and this one had some new theories that took this story from sad and confusing to downright bizarre. In case you missed the update on social media, that's why Monday's episode was moved today. October 8th was a completely normal day as far as we know. But... For the Jamesons, consisting of Sherilyn, Bobby, and their daughter Madison, this was a special day. They were venturing out to the nearby area of Red Oak, where they were planning to buy a 40-acre plot of land. At the time, they had a plan to live in a shed that they had on the land, no doubt with future plans for growth and expansion. Unfortunately, as far as we can tell, just after they made it there and had their meeting, they disappeared. As far as we know, the Jamesons decided to stop for a short walk out in nature on the way home. They used a GPS unit to find a quiet spot, which is very resourceful, I think we can all agree. But then, they did something strange. Police believe that they returned to their car, drove it further up a dirt road, and then abandoned it. At that point, it was called a disappearance. Police were alerted to the strange abandoned vehicle eight days later by a group of hunters, and the scene was some serious cause for concern. When police find an abandoned vehicle in a strange place, they generally draw a pretty specific conclusion. That it was stolen. But when they looked at the vehicle and realized that the vehicle owners could not be reached, they began to consider that something even more disturbing had occurred. There were a lot of strange things to consider with this case. The first was that the car was locked. When someone abandons a vehicle, they don't generally lock it. And then, there was the sad and more disturbing detail. Inside the vehicle was the Jameson's family dog. Her name was Maisie, and she spent those eight days slowly starving to death in the vehicle. In fact, police later reported that she was barely clinging to life and had only managed to survive by eating her own feces. 
you'll be happy to know that she did go live with family and ended up being fine. But when police saw poor Maisie, their suspicions grew. This wasn't something that a family would just do unless something happened to them. But the other items in the vehicle would make the situation even more confusing. Inside, police found all of their personal effects. Clothes, wallets, phones, everything. The GPS unit, even. But they found something much bigger than that. $32,000. I think I speak for all of us when I say, who would just leave that kind of money in a car unattended? And if someone attacked them, why wouldn't they loot the vehicle? Police were shocked, and they were even more desperate to find out what happened to the family, believing it to be some sort of horrible accident. But then they found something pretty concerning. An 11-page letter where Sherilyn detailed out how much she hated Bobby and his daughter. And in the letter, she said she wanted to get a divorce. So that is certainly cause for concern. The investigation was officially on. Police started asking around and things were worse than they would have hoped. First of all, none of their family or friends could explain where that money came from. As far as anyone knew, they were really struggling financially, so having tens of thousands of dollars hidden away in their car seemed really odd. And then there were concerns about mental health. Sherilyn was in an ongoing fight with bipolar disorder, and it was pretty severe from what people said, and mostly untreated. She was known to act strangely on a regular basis and was really depressed as far as anyone could tell. Sadly, that actually drove her to attempt to commit suicide. Following that incident, she lost custody of her 12-year-old son, Colton. But that wasn't all that family and friends had to say. In the end, there would be more theories about their disappearances than police would even know what to do with. There are a couple that are considered to be the most credible options, but the other theories, as you'll find out, are certainly very interesting. So let's look into them. One of the prevailing theories regarding their disappearance is that they were either hooked on drugs or possibly selling them. At the time of their disappearance, they were both very thin, so much so that people speculated that they were using meth. Police seemed to really latch onto this theory for two reasons. The first reason was that it would explain where all of the money came from. If they were selling drugs, it would be pretty easy for them to stack up some money in secret. The second reason was footage taken from their home where they can be seen taking items back and forth to the car. Police and journalists said that the two of them were moving in a trance-like state and zeroed in on the fact that they didn't seem to be talking. But I have to be honest with you, I really don't agree with this at all, or any of the hype around it. 
I watched the footage, and as far as I can tell, they are literally just walking and putting things in their car. As far as the not talking goes, given the 11-page hate letter, I'd say it's safe to assume that these two weren't exactly on good terms in their marriage. Assuming that they were on drugs in this footage seems like a huge stretch to me. I'm not saying that drugs weren't involved, but people are treating this footage like it's the strangest thing in the world, and I think it looks really normal. So check it out and tell me what you think about it. I will link to it in the show bio. One point of interest is the fact that the footage shows them loading a briefcase and a handgun into the car, but neither of these items were ever recovered. No one knows what was in the briefcase or where the gun went. Running with the theory that they were involved with drugs somehow, it shouldn't be a surprise that people think drug dealers got them. But I kind of have to call more BS on this. I can't imagine that they would just kill them and not search the vehicle. Otherwise, why kill them out there in the first place? Maybe I just need to watch some Breaking Bad or something, but I feel like this theory is pretty weak given all of the hype and attention surrounding it. The next theory was that they died in some kind of murder-suicide pact or even altercation. It's unclear who people believe is at fault for this or if they think it was just the outcome for two people who are known to struggle with their mental health. For all we know, Bobby found the letter. For all we know, Sherilyn acted on her feelings of hatred or ended up focusing in on them. Police uncovered that she wasn't always good about taking her medication and that it was likely a factor that contributed to her concerning mental state from time to time. It was also pointed out that Sherilyn hadn't really been the same after her sister's death. Two years before their disappearance, her sister died due to an allergic reaction to a bee sting after one stung her on the tongue. After that, she seemed to take things a lot harder. People were so used to Sherilyn's temperament that family and friends didn't even think it was weird not to hear from them. The family reportedly went off the grid all the time. Again, I'm not sure how I feel about this theory. I don't think it's implausible, but I don't know how much I believe that either of them were responsible for their three deaths. It just feels like something's missing in this. And then, of course, there were the more interesting theories. One of the shared theories that people seem to really like is that they possibly entered into witness protection. I don't know why they would be in witness protection, and I'm not sure if people who go into witness protection have the government fake their deaths, but I think this is one of the more positive theories, so I'm giving this one my vote. I'm assuming that drugs must be kind of common in this area or something because there is another drug-related theory that really seems to be shared a lot. It is the theory that they went for a walk and accidentally stumbled across a meth lab. Obviously, people who make meth aren't really the kind that you want to run into in the middle of nowhere, probably, right? 
Well, some people believe that they paid the ultimate price for being in the wrong place at the wrong time. But this still doesn't explain why their car was in the middle of the road or why they would leave all of their stuff and their dog inside if they were going for a walk. So, I don't know about this one either. Another theory is that the family's disappearance was linked to magic and witchcraft. One of Sherilyn's friends reported that she was known to conduct seances and that she kept a lot of black cats. Apparently, Sherilyn was really into witchcraft and was running into issues with people killing her cats. Or at least she thought people were killing them. Obviously, for a witch, this is a serious offense. Killing a witch's familiars is just rude. I know that I hold my breath every time someone attacks my bat familiar Bartok in Dungeons & Dragons, so I understand her anger with people over this, even if they were just pets and, you know, people are assuming she was a witch. But how could this witchcraft be linked to their disappearance? Were they summoned into some other plane of existence? Did a magical spell go awry, accidentally killing them all? We don't know, and I'm honestly not even sure that she was practicing any of this in the first place, though it is certainly very interesting. I'm going to need to run a second show for cases involving witches, magicians, and warlocks going forward, I think, because now I feel like I'm just stumbling across them. In line with the witch theory is another the theory that something supernatural happened to the family. Police were informed that the Jamesons reportedly had a problem with ghosts in their house. In fact, they had actually enlisted the local pastor to help them, telling him that their home was being invaded by spirits who wished to harm them. Bobby told the pastor that he had actually invested in special bullets that were designed to kill ghosts, and unless they're packing the cult from Supernatural, which would obviously be wasted on something as simple as a ghost, I don't know what was going on there or where he got these bullets. What we do know is that Bobby was planning to conduct his own exorcism, but even this doesn't make sense. His plan involved the use of the Satanic Bible, which, you know, I'm not really an expert, but doesn't seem like the best approach. You figure the word of God would be a little more powerful against vengeful spirits, but I guess he decided to just fight Satan with Satan. As far as I can tell, he never got around to conducting this exorcism. But if you're already confused by this theory, the origin probably won't help. The pastor said that all of this talk about haunting and vengeful spirits started because Madison, who was six at the time, had struck up a relationship with her first imaginary friend, who she referred to as Emily. I don't really know what to make of all that, I'm gonna be honest. But then again, if I had a kid with a creepy imaginary friend, I'd probably get pretty freaked out too. Surprisingly, their friends also reported the presence of a spirit at the house. They said simply walking into the home would leave you feeling down and depressed, as if a heavy weight was placed on you. 
Some believe that spiritual possession or the effects of long-term exposure to supernatural beings might explain why they would just wander out into nature, almost never to be seen again. In the end, two hunters found three bodies in the woods about three miles away from where the Jamesons disappeared. It took a while, but they did confirm that it was them. There was no indication of what happened, and it remains a mystery to this day. So, if you want to discuss purchasing property, walks in the woods, or witchcraft, feel free to contact me on Twitter or Instagram using the tag at datpod. Thanks, guys.